0: schools, you name it, we're on uncensored tonight, nice clean little bandwidth, no one else is using it, price is right, I like the idea that a voice can just go somewhere uninvited like a dirty thought in a nice clean mind,
1: guess who, it's me again, a little attitude for all of you in white bread land. It's 5 o'clock. Do you care what the mainstream media says? You out there? You listening? What's going on, fam? Good to see you guys out there. Happy Tuesday. It is uh, the 4th of May already. May the 4th be with you. Um, You're looking live at the foxhole.app. That's right, thefoxhole.app. Do me a favor and help spread the word about the free speech platform that is supporting all of us who are just trying to have an honest discussion about what we see happening in our world every day. Thefoxhole.app. Do me a favor. Grab the link. Drop it in your favorite social media and tell somebody to come check us out. Tell us what's, what we have going on over here. I saw a great surprise today as Based Amy has joined the Foxhole.app along with a bunch of other great patriots as well. You can see them all lined up over here on the left, several live, including Based Amy right now. If you guys aren't familiar with Based Amy, let me tell you something. I got a ton of respect for that woman. She is somebody who has been out in the streets showing how it's done in the in uh, the United Kingdom, and she has been all over the place doing what she can to help support, well, just common sense, common thought, just a, a common goals for humanity. Based Amy is top-notch. I'm so glad to see her over here. Shout-out to the Foxhole and Methods for for grabbing uh, Based Amy and getting her over here. I know you guys got a lot more uh, coming on that front as well, so appreciate all your work very much. Do me a favor. Buy those guys a cup of coffee when you guys get time. They're working their butts off. Also, when you get time, check check out UncensoredAve.com. Check out the uh, podcast locations, iHeart, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Podbean, every one of the podcasts that is out there. Basically, just search Brothers Uncensored, and you can find us, download our podcast, and help support us on that front. Appreciate it. If you guys can't catch us live, you can always catch us on the podcast. Uh, if you want to catch the previous shows, you can find those there as well on the website. The newsletter is up and running Sunday nights. You'll get updates for what happened last week, what's going to happen this week. So if you want to check that out, sign up for the newsletter. And maybe if, uh, we should start that. Uh, maybe Friday we'll start that. We'll do a little contest for you guys. We've got some more gifts I want to give out. So I appreciate you guys all very much. Foxhole Twitch, YouTube hates us, screw them. Uh, Cloud Hub and Tiger Network are the places that you can find us. If you want to uh, your favorite platform, you can find us there. Previous, uh, bl- the blog is up. Previous uh, articles and important discussions. I really enjoyed that discussion yesterday. I hope you guys did as well about Obama, race, and revolution, and the 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 foundation of the Marxist movement here in America, and and the uh, problems caused in in the race relations in America since two thousand eight. Amazing how that works. It's funny how that works, isn't it? Um, Finally, scroll down a little bit more. You can help us keep the lights on. Cash, uh, Patreon, PayPal—each one of the links from Joe or I. If you want to support either one of us individually, we we will be doing a—I uh, don't know—a a, a ESOP program here, an employee stock purchase program, kind of. Uh, depending on how the, the <laughs> how the uh, show goes, we'll 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 divvy out some money. We'll do something like that uh, once it gets going, if if it gets going. I, I'm I'm confident. I'm, we're building something good here. If you join the Patreon, to get access to our private Discord. You can get access to behind the scenes. Exc- exclusive content, and help us do research. Finally, get over to the store. Click right there. Click the store, and will get access to all of our great new gear, Brothers Uncensored, uh, a new logo shirts are out. Sweatshirts, uh, women's and men's tees, as well as the I Want My News uncensored shirts are available, as well as the hats. So check those out when you guys get time. We're going to be doing an at-cost spot sale here in the near future. So we're trying to get that lined up. So we'll get you guys uh, some 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 brothers uncensored gear. Uh, on the cheap, I guess is the way to do it. On the inexpensive. Not so cheap. It's, it's inexpensive. It's qu- high-quality stuff. I can't call it cheap, man. Uh, but, hey, with that, uh, we were supposed to have uh, Todd Bensman in the house today. Now, dude's all over, <laughs> been all over the news, all over the border. He's been extremely busy, and I'm I'm assuming he got his uh, uh tees uh, crossed and his eyes not dotted, something like that. But nonetheless, we'll reschedule Todd Benson for some time. Maybe he'll show up during the show in the middle. In the meantime, uh, our usual t- Tuesday guest, Mark Paquita, decided to join us. So let me get the get the floor over to Joe and have him welcome in our uh, special guest, Mark Paquita, today. Yeah, hello, everybody out there. Glad you all could join us in the
0: Foxhole D-Live and everywhere else. Glad to see you all out there. Blonde, blue, lady, Q, doll fan, 72, Darth Q, 369. I love my news uncensored. Well, that's what you're going to get here, brother. Texas Girl 71. Appreciate all the work behind the scenes. Sometimes it just doesn't work out the way it should be. That's all right. We're, we just roll with it. We're live regardless. Losey, uh, good to see you out there. Belushi, Kristen33, Amy uh, Amy. Joe, God loves you and many others. Thank you all for being here. I'm actually, I, I'm excited to be honest with you. Either way, uh, sad that Todd couldn't make it. I know, like you said, he's super busy, but Mark happens to be available and I always look forward to our conversations. Glad to have you here today, Mark. How are you doing?
2: I'm good. Glad to be here, uh, Joe. And, uh, Lots of things going on in the world of conservative uh activism, I think we would say we we just have a target rich environment and uh I'm happy to be here
1: indeed Appreciate it's it. been it's been a lot of fun to watch i mean it's um you know i, I I think all of us kind of needed a a recovery period (laughs) after January uh, to kind of really take in everything that had just happened. I don't think – I think all of us had some kind of – there's no way they're going to let us – there's no way this is going to happen, right? So we all kind of had like this period where we were like – what just happened and and now we're kind of like, you know, picking up ourselves off the bootstraps and saying, "All right, let's let's what do we got to do next? Let's see. You know, what what's the next thing that has to be done? Well, the next thing that happened recently was uh Trump endorsed an important candidate in Texas <laughs> and uh Adam Kinzinger who we just happened to come up during the pre-show discussion <laughs> endorsed somebody else. And, man, did that guy that, that Trump endorsed really did a hell of a job in a landslide election this past week. Oh, yeah. it's, it is fun to watch, Mark.
2: Yeah, that was uh, – okay, I will just say that I think Adam Kinziger is uh, one of the most heinous human beings I've ever seen speak. Let's He's just right say up, it
0: out loud. He's a piece of shit. That's yeah, just, let's right just right say it. <laughs> Justin
2: Amash and all these people who are just – I can say like, that
0: because he cause he is the representative in my county, so I can yeah, say yeah, that as no, long as I want to say it. Yeah, yeah I,
2: I hope know. get his ass he, elected. Yes, just he <laughs> just he needs to get everything he's gonna get and more. Um he needs a pool room whooping, as we used to say. uh it, it, it's just awesome to watch the meltdown of these traders. It's just awesome. I mean, it is. I, it's
0: amazing to watch. Yeah. I absolutely love it. And everything seems to have like a boomerang effect almost. Right. You know, everything exactly. they seem to do seems to just come back and smack him in the face. And I'm just sitting here laughing and loving it. And other people are just black pilled as can be. I don't know what's going on. Well,
2: we'll, I mean, it, it, I think it's just going to keep going on. So today's primary day, right. In Ohio and elsewhere for, uh, in 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 Ohio, a lot of school levies, right? Because they 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 intentionally book the school levies to be during primary day, on an off year, so they can slide them through. And people have figured it out, and they're voting today, and it's all no's from what I could tell, because conservatives are upset that their kids aren't back at school, or if their kids are back at school. There are mask mandates, and they're just saying no. Not only no, but hell no. And I'm loving it. I want to see what the results are tonight. This has nothing to do with supporting schools. It has everything to do with supporting the Constitution.
1: It's um, They're blatant in it now, which is, I mean, that's kind of the best part of watching the, the radical left, um, you know, shove their ignorant policies down the throats of Americans who just want to be left alone. The vast majority of America is just like, do me a favor, go play a powerful Senator in DC and just leave us alone. And and it's, um, you know, I I mean, I I worked my butt off for Adam Kinzinger. I got to tell you, I mean, it is, you know, between him and, and, uh, several others in Illinois that uh, that people like me who actually helped get them elected to watch how easy it is for them to turn their backs on people like us. It just really irks me, man.
2: Their sellout, their ability to sell out the minute they get there and screw you guys like you over guys like me over. It's like Rod Portman in Ohio. Yeah. Right. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's really frustrating. I mean, I know I know a lot of really good people who busted their butts uh, to help Kinzinger and, and others like him. And it's just, you know, the 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 lack of spine in the uh, in the Republican Party is just very frustrating. I mean, you know, the, we've talked about this before, Mark. The foundation of, of the problem is money and politics and the way that it is a giant scam. And it's um it's gonna take us I think another decade to finally make some changes on that front. There was a interesting um article that was uh that was dropped today uh from let's see which one was this let me get the right one up here, um uh, from the Daily Caller. Let me pop this up on the screen for you guys so you guys can check this out. Uh, let's see here, one of these is gonna work. There we go. Let's try that one. Um. So from the Daily Caller, uh, this dropped today. Former Democratic Oregon uh, House Speaker is arrested in a sex trafficking ring. I think we might have covered this last week, but this just was announced yesterday in Daily Caller, so it caught my eye. Uh, former Democratic Oregon, 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 uh, <laughs> House Speaker Dave Hunt is facing charges after being arrested in an April sex trafficking sting. Dave Hunt and seven other men were arrested after clicking on a decoy advertisement, which Portland police posted on popular human trafficking websites. Let's take uh let's take um all uh, all the conservatives down off of Twitter but let's leave human trafficking websites up so that the Portland police can uh put catfishing scams out there to catch men. The men were charged with commercial sex solicitation after contacting undercover police officers to pay for sexual acts. Hunt uh, uh was in favor of commercializing sexual uh, solicitation um or uh, allowing it to be legal I should say. Um, He also sponsored a separate uh, bill that that designed to combat sex trafficking, which is always, you know, you always got to act like you're you stand against something, even though you're involved in it. So, uh, you know, every day we keep seeing people get get uh, arrested and get get exposed for sex trafficking, human trafficking, uh, all kinds of, uh, you know, nefarious behavior. I guess my question to you, Mark, would be what is are you seeing this push behind? um the the legalization of prostitution becoming an issue in in the near future
2: i i would simply say that conservatives understand that this is a almost a policy issue for the left that they want uh this and we are completely against it they, they seem to be doing everything to enhance the ability of people to traffic, right? And find me, show me something that says Joe Biden and his administration are trying to cut down on child trafficking, uh, women trafficking, you know, for prostitution. Find me anything that they've done. Donald Trump did a lot. They've done nothing. And because of what they've done on the border and loosening things up with the cartels, I just saw something today that this whole uh, trafficking, human trafficking thing has just blossomed because of the border being open. And now, Biden, I think you saw today raised the, the the refugee limit to like 62,500 people from, I don't know what it was. It was under 20,000, I yeah. believe. Yep. This is not good. And the only reason it's being done is because they're pandering to the progressive left and they're thinking these people, once they get inculcated into the US, will become Democrat voters, period.
0: And are they trying to fill the votes that they supposedly got previously, is what I think, too. It, right, it feels right, like
2: Kind of stuff those. Oh, those are the people that voted, even though they weren't here. Right, right. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Right.
1: Yeah. Hey, Mark, how do you... I'm a I'm a I'm a socially li, uh, libertarian, and so I think you're pretty much a social libertarian as well. You're not yeah. really interested in the government getting involved in the personal lives of Americans, of free right. people. How how do you rationalize whether or not to support the the legalization of prostitution? Uh, it's a tough so, argument in the mind of a libertarian mind. Yeah,
2: it, it that's an interesting question. It's like if you're. So I think it comes down to free will. And are you doing it because you that's what you want to do? Or are you doing it because you're forced to do it because of someone else, right? It's kind of like, are you a independent contractor or are you working for someone else, right? And if you're working for someone else, are you doing it on your own volition? Or are you doing it because you're doing it under duress? I'd prefer none of it, but let's face it, we live in a sinful world and it's going to happen, right?
0: It also is one
1: of the oldest professions around. <laughs> right, right, right. So it's tough so, for me, too. I just I don't know how to rationalize it. There's no doubt horrible. that there are women put into places where they are forced to do things like that. And that's that's, I think, part of part of the legalization of it that really bothers me. In the same time, if, if a woman wants to do it, have at it. I mean, I guess, you know, that's, you know, <laughs> dads don't let your daughters grow up to be strippers. Right. Start there. Right start with the father and, and, and it's
2: hard right as a as a dad of of daughters to think about the whole that whole thing porn, prostitution, and all of that but at the same time uh if you want to be constitutional, that's not something that looks to be. Regulated by the Constitution. Now, state, I mean, we all know this. If it's not enumerated in the Constitution, it goes to the states. And progressive liberal Democrats don't want you to know that. But if if a state, like, for example, Nevada wants to legalize it, I guess that's fine. But let's just make sure that the constitutional rights of people aren't infringed upon in doing that business, right? Because they're part of a, a slave trade or whatever. Uh this is a tough issue for me. Well that's uh, the
1: that's the foundation of the question. And that's what's not talked about. It's the, the it's framed in a libertarian debate, but it's not framed in the realities of sex trafficking and sexual exploitation, which is a major issue around the world, especially massive. here in America.
2: It's a massive business it's a billion dollar business. And it needs to be snuffed out. It, and what most Americans don't understand is it's a bigger issue elsewhere than it is here. And it's a big issue here. But people around the world look the other way in countries like Thailand and elsewhere. It, it is, uh, It's a heinous uh, industry is what I'd say.
1: It really is, and the foundation of which is was going to be the discussion with Todd today. I want to show you guys uh four articles that I had up from Todd Bensman today, and actually one of these i'm going to drop to you, Mark, that you would probably want to study I'm sure you're well informed on it already, but there's some there's a, some really yeah. important stuff in this first one. Check this out. There's so
2: much going on. It It's so huge that I'm not well studied on it because it, it's a massive problem. It's
1: a massive, massive. problem. And they had a, a House Judiciary Committee uh, Immigration and Citizenship Subcommittee hearing on April 28th that got little to no play on anywhere, including us. I missed it. I didn't even see that it happened. Why don't they just get in line? Barriers to legal immigration prepared for the House Committee, uh, House Judiciary Committee by Center for Immigration Studies. Which, by the way, I, I these guys are doing great work. Todd Bensman is doing great work. He's been all over the media uh, since the last time that we talked to him, which I think is great because we were kind of screaming at a brick wall trying to t- trying to say, "Hey, why is no one covering this and now it's getting pretty good coverage." I'm I'm proud to say that we were at the forefront of trying to get his message out there and I'm glad that he's getting his out there now as well. This discussion is a breakdown of sustained high levels of permanent immigration since 65, the breakdowns of of each types that are allowed in. Then it gets into um how mass immigration harms American workers while enriching the executives that are getting, you know, massive bonuses out of finding ways to save money the myth of jobs Americans won't do a breakdown of that of that discussion that is always thrown by the left while well, there's a bunch of Americans that don't want to do maid and housekeeper jobs well the vast majority of maids and housekeepers in America are American born so it's not like you, you can't find people to do those jobs guest worker programs inherently harmful to American workers the Trump years and legal immigration a conclusion around based around why the Trump administration addressed certain things in ways they did at a very effective level so do me a favor when you guys get time if you want to study up on immigration in general let me drop this link in the chat for you guys uh grab that link i'll drop this here for you mark into uh into zoom as well if you want to grab that one it's a really good breakdown of uh of the argument
2: so here's what i'd say about immigration in terms of my policy we need a pause in immigration all immigration Everything but people claiming asylum. And we need to figure out a couple things. One, where every person is that has overstayed their visa, where everyone is who is an illegal immigrant. Once that's done, then we need to ask the question, how much and why? No one has ever answered that question for me. How much immigration makes sense and why? I would contend that the answer is 3.6 or 3.7% unemployment. That's when we're at full employment because people will say 3.6, 3.7, that's not zero. There are always people in flux between jobs. So economists say 3.6, 3.7 is the number at full unemployment. At that point, the question becomes what kind of immigration? And my answer is it should be merit-based immigration. We should be looking at what do we need and why and then going after it. It does us no good to be sucking doctors out of India to come here when we have people being rejected going into American medical schools who have the bona fides to do it. It's just ridiculous because of inclusion and diversity. It's ridiculous, right? So that's what I would say about immigration.
1: Yeah and of course the you know behind every uh flawed extremely flawed policy created by Republicans and Democrats is a whole lot of money that's correct. That's what it comes down to. A lot of money is made off of human trafficking, and um, you know, people don't think our government—that's a conspiracy theory—that our government is involved with um, with enabling it. And <laughs> maybe not directly, but they're moving money around. I guarantee you, the Clinton Foundation, and the McCain Foundation know a lot about human trafficking. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Joe, did you want to get a thought in there real
0: quick? No, I think he absolutely nailed it. I, I mean, you couldn't have said it any better. That's that's exactly right. I mean, of course, you know, finish the fucking wall.
1: That would be, be nice. Too much to ask because uh it's already paid for. Um I got I got this uh I did want to play this today since since, since Todd couldn't make it. He has a 4-minute report from the border talking about the gotaways and an interesting report of of a different sector of uh of Texas, the western sector, they call it the Big Bend sector. It's basically uh western Texas up through I think Oklahoma. It'll it'll talk about it in the report, but let me play this for you guys. And I'll actually share Zoom too, so you guys can can hear it as well. So you know what the heck I'm talking about. That'll probably be helpful for you. <laughs> so let me get this shared for you guys, and let me get this loaded up for chat. And check this out. Four minutes of your time. This is an important discussion from Todd Besman report he did yesterday about uh, the illegal gotaways. They
3: call them. Illegal immigration
4: and drug trafficking have always afflicted the wild and remote Big Bend sector of the Texas-Mexico border, but never to the extent of more civilized and populated sectors of the border. And so Border Patrol agents were parceled out accordingly in a truly vast landscape, their ability to see helped by technology. Now, though, the sector always known as the comparatively quiet teacher's pet has been hit by the mass migration crisis that many observers assume was only happening elsewhere. Cartel smugglers on the Mexican side are guiding many thousands more illegal immigrants than historically normal through Big Ben's otherworldly landscapes along hidden routes, a 365% increase this first quarter over the same quarter last year. And it's only getting worse. The Border Patrol stands pretty much at its pre-crisis size. It's completely overwhelmed, its agents believing they may catch one or two out of ten illegal immigrants. Half a dozen on a shift, covering 60 or 80 miles of border. All day and night, the few do what they can to track and capture historically huge groups of guided immigrants. Here, a single Border Patrol agent abandoned his vehicle. Okay, so I was driving between Van Horn and Marfa on my way south, and I saw a Border Patrol vehicle parked next to a railroad track, and I thought I'd pull over and try to interview him, see how things are going out here, but his vehicle was abandoned and empty with the windows rolled down, and I followed the track from his car door, to a fence line where I found a lot of migrant tracks. Look like this. And it looks like he probably spooked them and went running after them. So I've hopped the fence line and I'm kind of following all of their tracks. And it just leads out into nowhere. I mean, there is no sign of life out there at all. I have no idea how long or how far that guy is chasing after them. It's doubtful he would have been able to catch one or two of them, if any at all. Lifelong area hunter and professional hunting outfitter Chris Leland is well aware of the many routes the immigrants are guided through here, and how they so easily evade the few border patrol in this big Texas country. They're getting pulled out of here right and left, going and pulling babysitting duty, and we just we just don't see them. We do not see them down here. Border patrol. Nope. Our checkpoint up here this side of Alpine, for the past 20 years, since 9-11, it's, it's been manned pretty much 24-7. And ever
5: since January 20th, it's been closed six days a week, it seems like.
4: The battle seems hopeless without more personnel, more equipment, more of everything. Here near Van Horn, Texas, Border Patrol agents spread out again in their vehicles and on foot into a desert area. They use technology to help them see, a scope truck with high-powered telescopes and radar. How big is the group? Yeah, it's a, a
0: good-sized group.
4: But this group will get to keep going. I guess they'll uh, continue the hunt another day. These immigrants would be called gotaways. Uh, they'll be uh, logged in the books, I'm sure. I'm Todd Bensman, Center for Immigration Studies in Big Ben Sector, Texas.
1: Todd Bentzman doing great work down on the border. Um, You know, basically the summary of what he has out there, guys, is is pretty uh, stark, to be completely honest with you. And it's it's much worse than is really being led on. The last four articles that that, that uh, last three, excuse me, that Todd put out was April twenty seventh. The border prices comes to a one uh, quiet, once quiet part of West Texas, same sector that he's talking about there. Inside a cartel smuggling operation into West Texas, uh, basically, you know, summarizing how it works, how the how the salesman. Uh, recruit people, how they get the itineraries, a really good breakdown of uh, inside the cartel smuggling ring. So do me a favor, guys. Uh, We'll work on getting Todd rescheduled to to get, you know, from the horse's mouth, but do me a favor. Grab these three articles and uh, post them on your social media or just share them with somebody and say, look, this stuff at the border is much more worse than people are leading on.
2: And follow him everywhere.
1: Yeah, he's doing great work. He's been uh, uh, pretty much all over the place recently. Um, you know, getting the word out, which is great to see for sure. Well, let's not
0: all uh, also forget uh, we had discussed this uh, previously about uh, that house in Texas uh, as well. That was a, an interesting story where there was about a hundred people that were found as of today. Um, there was five arrests and, of course, they were non-citizens of the United States. And what's happening is, is they're paying uh, the people from over the border, the non-citizens, are paying to be brought over the border. And then they're getting hung up in these stash houses and then being told, uh, no, you need more money now. You need to figure out how to get more money. And there, it's just unbelievable. I mean, the the stories that go on and on and on about this stuff, it's sickening to be honest with you. And then just to hear that Biden decides, ah, you know what, we we should allow more in. We should we should pump it up to sixty five thousand. That's a good idea. Um, just absolutely pissed me off. And that was. You know, my big thing on Saturday when, you know, when I was with my buddy Weezy and his dad is a Democrat, that was the first thing I was talking about was the border. And he had no answers for anything I asked him about the border. Um, You know, if you're if you're blind, I don't know how you cannot see what is going on in so many different aspects we report stories daily on what is going on. People down at the border like Todd and other people are doing great work down there um, you know those guys deserve all the credit and, and get none.
1: Yeah, uh, no doubt. Uh, shout out to Gina says, well, "Don't don't forget about uh, Obama spending months in Richard Branson's island." Yeah, uh, I remember that. What brought that up, Gina? That came out of nowhere. Um, yeah, they're paying uh, teens to drive illegals all over. Well, there's yeah, there's they're bussing them all over. Our government is paying for buses to bus them all over America. Um, I mean, I guess you got to do something with them, but geez, I mean. Um, the, the, it's, it's never, uh, what's best for the, the, the families or the children. It's just, uh, here, getting the back of a semi and go over here. It's a very frustrating thing. Um, and the reality of trafficking, um, I, I don't think people really understand it. It's a, it's a hunt, what? $200 billion a year industry, something like that. The last numbers I saw, I mean, it's just, uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's, uh. When you ask about humanity and the basic uh, basics of a good society, you would think that uh, ending human trafficking would be like at the forefront of what society is concerned with.
2: It's Amazon. That's what people need to understand. It's the size of Amazon. Who doesn't understand that? That's a lot of dog food and toilet cleaner and. Vitamins and probiotics. This is just amazing to me.
1: So check this story out. Oh, a couple other things. Um, Chris, good to see you over there in in uh, Twitch as well. Belushi, hey, that's great. That's great to hear. Belushi's got himself a hat on his way. Appreciate that, brother. Um, Foxhole is still having problems. Last night there was a major. I, I would say, without full knowledge, I would guess. Okay that it is a likely a state sponsored uh, a sanctioned event to attempt to take down Foxhole major DDoS attack by hackers over the overnight and today continuing now. So if you guys are having problems with Foxhole do me a favor uh, tell f- the tell somebody get a hold of Liam the Nick. <laughs> Whoever can call Liam the Nick, get a hold of him and tell him that uh, the, uh, the pill.net and Foxhole uh, .app are under attack and it needs to He he needs his help. He's the one that can handle it. So I don't know if I can get that message out while I'm live, but I'll try. Uh, (laughs) um, That's a good work. And, yeah, Methods
0: had a a quick uh, hour segment earlier, if you guys missed it. And he did talk about specifically how it was a DDoS attack and uh, how, uh, you know, they, they spent a lot of money uh to to try to knock us down but uh they're going to keep pumping away it was back up within a couple of hours so good work out there i know they're doing the best they can
1: those are not cheap that that's uh you're talking about uh, a lot of dark money moving around to be able to affect uh, a website like this with uh with the infrastructure that it has so um yeah. i don't know man uh they were apparently we are severely over the target you could
0: say that. You can say that. That's exactly right, brother. You know, there was a, another story I came across yesterday. And uh, as soon as I started reading it, Mark, you came to mind. Uh, this was uh, just out of the Hill, but basically Biden taps ex-consumer bureau chief to oversee student loans. Uh, that's Dr. Richard Cordray.
2: Not Richard Cordray.
0: Yeah. I wanted to ask you about him. <laughs> okay.
2: Cordray is the most progressive socialist politician to come out of Ohio.
0: Now, he was before DeWine or he went against DeWine. Is that correct? I can't remember.
2: I think he went against DeWine, but he was—he started the Consumer Protection. Uh, I forget the name.
0: Yeah, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau.
2: Yeah. And it is a, um, how would I put it? It's a, uh, it's the way the government can skewer financial institutions to extort money out of them. That's basically what it is.
0: Oh, well, good news, because he's going to be the, you know, the, the, uh, in charge of the education department student loan office.
2: Yeah. And so here's my thought on student loans. OK, because I, a buddy of mine called me immediately when he saw that come across the wire and said, Cordray, 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 are you kidding me? Um, so. Student loans, let's talk about college tuition rising at like seven percent a year when the rest of the economy um a, a point to a point and a half okay why is that it's because we're we aren't allowing for a free market and we're manipulating this because we're making the money so easy to get Let me ask you this. What would happen if we just decided we weren't going to guarantee or provide student loans to people who couldn't pay them back? Right? Econ 101. Demand drops. Supply high. Supply needs to drop. The price needs to drop to come into line with what people are willing to pay. What that means is there are college presidents making millions or multi millions of dollars a year. College presidents who would say they're public servants. Okay, you're not a servant if you're getting paid, right? You're not a servant if you're getting paid. We have these massive bureaucracies within these institutions, and I did a, 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 a an analysis of. Harvard's foundation. Harvard could pay for every undergraduate, graduate, and PhD student their tuition from their foundation and still put at least $100 million or more back into the foundation every year. And American taxpayers are giving that educational institution grants every year what are we, stupid? The answer is yes.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, the answer is yes. Here's the thing. If, if you did it in a common sense way, Mark, uh, well, the, the board of directors at, at Harvard wouldn't be able to buy a new house, a uh, second house uh, and a new boat and a brand new Mercedes and, and have all Here's of the their nice thing. little things.
2: Here's the other thing. Ohio State, the preponderance of the trustees Never studied at Ohio State. Okay. Ohio State is arguably number one or number two. It depends on what you're counting. Two. Number one or number two.
0: <laughs> Sorry. The- I'm a Michigan fan. Sorry. Go In ahead. In the
2: United States. Go blue. Okay. Uh, Michigan sucks. Okay. So. Uh, <laughs> Michigan sucks. Okay. Um, so.
1: Uh,
0: Sorry, wait. Mark. We can't hear you. Uh, anyways. So moving on. Man, wait, wait. That,
1: that mute button's effective when I want to sing Hail to the Victor's.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry okay. Mark.
1: Go so ahead. You've heard
2: about go north until you smell it, west <laughs> until you step in it. You've heard that, right? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you heard the stories about Woody Hayes not being willing to fill up. He'd push his car into Ohio. Yeah, you've heard that. So Oh yeah. yeah. Good
1: old days. Go ahead, Mark.
2: Yeah. yeah, but but I mean uh Ohio State. The majority of the trustees have never studied at Ohio State. Well, the biggest or one of the biggest in educational institutions in the country, we can't find graduates of Ohio State to be on the board of trustees. It, it, and it's a Ohio public institution, right? So it ought to be, you can't be a trustee unless you've gone to school here for something. Undergraduate, graduate, PhD. We have these people spread across the world, literally the world, who are graduates who are successful. But we have to pick someone. If you look at the number of people that come from Ivy League schools that have never been to Ohio State, why? Why? Because yeah. we have to inculcate this liberal, progressive, coastal bias into Everything that happens in yep. our world—that's
1: what—that's what it comes down to. It's not we don't we don't have competition and and uh, the best the best person for the job mentality in the corporate world and especially in our school systems and and without that kind of mentality of of uh, in, you know competition at its highest level in every parts of life then you get you get uh, well mediocracy. Uh, second thing I want to say is a shout out to Texas Bear Brother. I love you, man. But look, listen. Don't ever live your life expecting the worst and 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 cringing through your through the day expecting the worst to happen in in your life. Always always be as optimistic as you can about the future. Plan for every scenario. And, but express confidence and in, in the future, and in the guidance of our Lord and Savior, have more guidance that the future is going to be bright and not. Don't live your life expecting every day to be a, uh, a the worst of what could happen. Always, always try to live your life optimistically, my fam. Um, yeah, absolutely. And let me let me just finish up real quick with this story because there was,
0: and, and again, it's the hill. But this is what drives me freaking nuts. Listen to how they say this. Uh, Cadre or Cordray, uh, who will take his new post Tuesday, joins the education department as Biden's administration faces immense pressure to reduce the federal student loan burden and clean up years of servicing errors and program failures. No shit. Democrat lawmakers and progressive activists are boosting pressure on Biden to forgive up to $50,000 in federal student um debt per borrower through executive action supporters for unilateral forgiveness say doing so will help the hardest hit americans rebound from the pandemic and reduce long-standing racial wealth disparities um it's just that
2: you can't can't have anything without race being part of it
0: thank you mark that's exactly what i was getting at just exactly what i was getting at so just to finish up that little uh story about that cadre guy cordre guy i did some research and looked back at his past he looked uh quite shady uh uh and has some interesting ties as well needless to say
2: totally
1: yeah, go figure. Um, <laughs> there's, uh, And you're right. I mean, that with that article that we read yesterday, Joe, about Barack Obama and the destruction of race relations since his presidency, I mean, absolutely just freaking nails it. Um, the other thing that happened during the Obama presidency was this. Honeywell fined millions of dollars over exporting sensitive info on F-22, F-35, and And more to China and to other places. Technical drawings alleged to have exported to China, among other countries, covered components used on various military aircraft and more. The U.S. government and the defense contractor, Honeywell, have reached a settlement. A settlement? How about you say uh, your company is no longer uh, uh, ever going to do business with the U.S. government ever again? How's that sound?
2: And the people that did it are going to jail.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, over alleged violations of portions of the Arms Export Control Act. Um, The matter at hand had to do with Honeywell's alleged uh, unauthorized export of dozens of technical drawings related to the components of various aircraft, missiles, tanks, including F-35 Joint Strike Fighter, the F-22 Raptor, Stealth Fighter, B-1B Bomber, Tomahawk Cruise Missiles, and the M-1A Bums Tank. Um, as well as multi, to, to multiple countries, including China, it says. Uh, American officials contend that some of the disclosures harmed national security, something Honeywell denies. Uh uh-huh. The U.S. State Department announced the deal in which Honeywell agreed to pay $13 million in civil penalties, among other things. Of that amount, the payment of my $5 million was immediately suspended on the condition that the company would put it uh, towards remedial compliance measures. What... A, how, <laughs> How does, how do, what do you need $5 million to implement remedial compliance measures? How does that work? I don't know. I guess it's, uh, this a, is ridiculous. Yeah. Make sure you don't share uh, America's deepest, darkest secrets on national security with I don't, our enemies. That simple compliance one. measure, you mean?
2: Yeah, it's a simple one-slide PowerPoint presentation that every employee must go through. Word right? of advice,
1: don't like, share the military secrets of America with our enemies. Start there.
2: I mean, these people need to go to jail.
1: It's freaking ridiculous, man. In addition, and, the U.S. government...
2: Honeywell, okay, so they're sharing these designs, but their, their stuff is all... Like electronics and intellectual capital, right? It's the stuff that makes these weapons work. And they're giving it away or selling it to the Chinese who are our enemy. This is treason. Treason. What do Americans not understand about this?
1: I mean, this is, you know, there was a lot of discussion about this, and we all got called conspiracy theories with the discussion of America for sale thanks to the Hillary Clinton State Department. This is how this was enabled. They had people put into positions where they were the the ones that made the decisions on whether or not they would allow these uh, transactions to happen, and those people are the ones that ignored this. They put it on Honeywell, I'm sure, uh, but it's people within the Hillary Clinton State Department that enabled this. The settlement demonstrates the department's role in strengthening U.S. industry by protecting U.S. origin defense articles, including technical data from unauthorized exports, says a press release. You gotta be fucking kidding me. That's all I gotta say about that. That's the most laughable statement the State Department has put out since, well, Hillary was up there. The settlement also highlights the importance of obtaining appropriate authorization from the Defense Department uh, for exporting controlled articles. It, they're the ones that enabled this. It is so frustrating. They just they just skip around and say, Well, yeah, it was our compliance team who enabled this, but uh let's let's put it on Honeywell and say you guys need to put some money into fixing your compliance measures. It's just laughable, man. I There's I, that article there. I, Another one. It's crazy. <laughs> leave it there? Yeah, it's, I'm with you. I'll leave it there. <laughs> it just drives me nuts, man. I can't. I I lose my temper every time because we're talking about my brothers and sisters and and great American patriots lives being put at risk because these people can't get their compliance measures in order. It's just, it's fucking ridiculous. It pisses me off.
2: It's not because they can't get their Exactly. It's designed. That's a, a freaking smoke screen for it's okay to look at Joe Biden's son helping the Chinese buy companies in the U.S. who had sensitive military technology. He helped them do that. And that's why his private equity company got a million and a half dollars or more from China to invest in these companies that China then took over. And- yeah. It's stunning to me. This stuff is all out in the public. It's all out there. You could do the research and find it. This isn't some secret stuff. And Americans are like, yeah, I, I think Joe Biden's a good guy.
1: <laughs> uh, there, I got a story here today that talked about uh, G7 agrees with Joe Biden about uh, China. I'm like, What? What 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 is Biden's stance on China? First of all, has anybody heard say uh, Biden say a damn thing about China? I haven't heard him say a, a single criticism, a single thing about the trade deal, about anything whatsoever. He said, "I love China."
0: That's all I've heard.
1: How about the emissions in China? Can, can we can we get you guys want to talk about global warming? Let's talk about China and their emissions problems
0: and the
2: fact that they got a pass in the Paris Climate Accord until twenty thirty. Mm-hmm. Few people know that a pass a hundred percent, and they are pumping out CO two like it's their job right
1: now. Right, it's good. and it's supposed to it's it's supposed to peak in twenty forty or some shit. So they're they're not even projected to get to a peak of output until twenty years from now, <laughs> and they're talking and, about the cleanest. And-
2: Between twenty thirty and twenty forty, that will go down. They'll find a way to change the goalpost.
1: What LA has done uh, with smog and inner city, uh, you know, uh, uh, air has been nothing short of a damn miracle. But let's talk about uh, America's uh, global warming and paying more money into it. It's it's freaking ridiculous, man. Uh, We're at we're at the uh, ten minutes to the top of the hour, which means. Mark, if you want to get a 10-minute break before we get some calls in, you're welcome to do so. Joe's got a rapid-fire segment.
2: to do his thing. I love
1: this. Yes, Joe's got his rapid-fire segment, so we'll get that going. Let me get 30 seconds of your time for a rapid-fire opener, and then we'll get Joe in here to see what, he, what caught his eye today, as usual. Then we'll take your guys' calls at the top of the hour. Stand by. Nothing like a C-130 launching <laughs> launching weapons. Joe, what do you got for your rapid fire segment today? All right,
0: guys, here we go. First one I just popped up on my news feed, so I had to put this out there. Fox News. Michigan Governor Whitmer to receive the JFK Profile and Courage Award despite the recent COVID-19 surge. This is unbelievable. That she will receive the Profile and Courage Award for her actions during the crisis. Oh, God. <laughs>
2: oh, my goodness.
0: Just hilarious.
2: That's Gretchen Knit Whitmer. Knit right?
0: Whitmer. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> Department of Justice, Six charged with fraudulently seeking to obtain $9 million in COVID relief funding. That's correct. Again, another one. It seems like every single day. Hey, this is in Ohio, Columbus and Canton, Ohio. I just noticed that, actually. Unbelievable. So, typical documents falsely claim that the applicants operated faith-based organizations and churches. Not so much.
1: Samaria Abdul Kareem operated a faith-based church and uh, scammed the uh, COVID money. That's interesting. <laughs> Go figure. Breitbart, Apple hires AI researcher who quit Google Google
0: during ethics scandal. Of course. Of course, Apple's going to hire him. Uh, so apparently uh, he was a, a Google veteran who quit the company and missed the scandal over the company's firing of two female AI ethics researchers. Uh, How does this not surprise me? Uh, Apple will pretty much take in any piece of shit
1: out there. Is that the most oxymoron word in the world, an AI ethics? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's a great point. (laughs) Next one
0: I got from you is Department of Justice as well. Uh, Former uh, paraprofessional at Blue Springs High School pleads guilty to producing child pornography. Uh, This is the second one. So yesterday I had, I believe it was a school bus driver. Uh, no, I think it was another school, but uh, just unbelievable. These are coming out more and more every single day. Um, you know, it it sucks to report on it, but good as well, because these people are finally getting held accountable. But, man, these just seem way too many.
1: Every day, man. It's it's the, the work that these people got to be doing. is just it's got to engulf their lives. And God I bless them for doing it. Wall and Semper Fi, brother.
0: Yeah, I couldn't imagine, man. So this just came out too, not too long ago, about an hour or hour and a half ago. Atrium uh, or Antrim County plaintiffs introduced new evidence in the 2020 election case. Experts were able to compromise data on data and flip votes. This just came out today. This is super interesting. Uh, Matthew D. Perno filed an explosive new report in the ongoing Antrim County 2020 election lawsuit. According to Perno, his team of experts were able to prove the voting machines were vulnerable to compromise, which we knew. Uh, he also said that they manipulate software that was able to then flip votes to Joe Biden. So this just seems like daily more and more of these stories are coming out, man. I'm waiting for that flood.
1: Yeah, that's that uh, they showed proof of fractional voting in Antrim County. It was like one weighted uh, votes for Biden. And, and uh, when they did the uh audit they found them so i mean it's people talk about like it's not true well there you go there's here's proof more fraud this was super interesting uh actually yesterday it
0: happened Uh, a suspected intruder dies after being shot by fba fbi agents outside of the cia headquarters uh so they opened fire on a man as he got out of his car and said he had a bomb and uh they said that he had died today. So that was very interesting. The man, a Roy Gordon Cole, notice the three names, was known to the uh CIA because he had tried to drive into a heavily guarded facility before officially officials say added that they were questions
1: about his mental state. <laughs> What did the CIA do to him to cause that mental state? That's what I want to know. (laughs) There's the first question, right? Uh, I can, I can
2: Always mental illness. Everything everything that the left and progressives complain about is caused by mental illness, right? Like gun violence, mental illness, these kinds of things, mental illness. How about we get to the root cause of all this stuff? It's mental illness. We need a better mental health care system in the United States. We have a lot of mentally ill people. And I would suggest that the Democrats are the cause of that.
1: <laughs> well, the problem is, 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 uh, Democrat policies are, are come from a mental Ill, illness, uh, perspective. That's half the problem. <laughs> Go ahead, Joe. Oh, yeah, so
2: you're correct. And we've talked about this before. Yeah, right. This <laughs> come from
1: indoctrination,
0: anyways. All
2: that. We won't get into it tonight, but <laughs> that is true, Abe. That is absolutely
1: true. Yep. Go ahead, Joe.
0: Financial crime news. This was super interesting uh, as well. uh, Glenn, I believe, brought this up yesterday, and I said I was waiting on a second source. Well, the financial financial crime news reported that the German police did shut down a child sex abuse platform with over 400,000 members. Uh, Just unbelievable. Wait a minute.
2: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. 400,000?
0: Yeah, so the platform Boys Town was active since at least June of 2019 and had membership of over 400,000. It was only accessible via the so-called dark net.
2: People need to understand this. 400,000 people thought this was okay.
0: Yeah, that's the scary part. Exactly right, Mark. Another one that was super interesting. A Swiss diplomat reportedly dead after falling, as you can't see my air quotes, from a high-rise building in Iran, that that title um, definitely says more than I think it should. <laughs> That's all I can say about that. But it says the scene he was found
1: dead after reportedly falling from a high-rise building in Tehran, a- Iran. A- Iran. I wonder what a Swiss diplomat was doing on the top of a building in Iran, and I wonder what he knew about the Iran deal.
0: I think he was sightseeing. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, did he see a sight. So this is interesting. I was going to bring this up with Todd as well. uh, But Mexican agencies won't help U.S. topple drug cartels. This is the issue that Trump uh, pretty much addressed head on uh, with uh, Mexico. And now it seems that they don't want to help us. I wonder why. I wonder why um, U.S. operations targeting drug cartel activity in Mexico have fallen flat since the country's law enforcement and military agencies have been reluctant to collaborate. Huh. Imagine that. Got to put food um, on the table. <laughs> yeah, somehow. Exactly. So let me try to get through these last four here real quick, guys. This one was also by the FCCED, the Financial News, developer of Banyan K Resort, charging a $65 million kickback and bribery scheme. I didn't think it sounded like too big of a deal. I mean, Florida, Banyan K, 65 mil, it's just a drop in the bucket. But as I was reading on, Thomas Farisi, a 78-year-old Delray Beach man, once described as the consigliere of the Colombo crime family. So that's what makes this story interesting. I'm pretty sure DeSantis has pretty much took a shot at some of the old crime families and saying, it's time
1: for y'all to get the F out. Been a lot of those big busts the last couple of years, man. Unbelievable. Now, this guy,
0: of course, bought this building, you know, at like 12 mil and then turned around and sold it to 65 to his buddy. So that's how they were funneling the money through. Very interesting another Department of Justice, three Florida men charged in $46 million healthcare fraud, kickback, and money laundering conspiracy. So, between the two stories I reported, we are now up over $100 million in healthcare fraud, kickback, and money laundering conspiracy. This is the exact problem with the healthcare uh, and what Donald Trump was specifically fighting.
2: How long? Over what time for, Frank?
0: Um... A year? That's, a, that's a good question it doesn't it doesn't say it's probably for quite a while, according to this um it involved a referral of medically unnecessary cancer genetic tests to labs in exchange for kickbacks. very
1: interesting, <laughs> nonetheless that's why well, go ahead Abe say it that's my friends <laughs> how you uh get rid of waste fraud and abuse from the healthcare system and in lower costs
2: right and and so this is just one area in a small part of the US that's why i asked the question yeah multiply this by 3000 counties and 50 states and you'll figure out how we're being screwed by the fraud in the healthcare system managed by the US government
0: well, here you go. The fraud section leads the Medicare Fraud Strike Force. Since its inception in March of 2007, the Medicare Fraud Strike Force, which maintains 15 strike forces operating in 24 districts, has charged more than 4,200 defendants who have collectively billed uh, the Medicare programs for nearly 19 billion. There you go. Unbelievable. Right.
2: But it's like voter fraud. It's not significant. I mean, we know it happens, but it's not significant.
0: Exactly. 19 bill, just a drop in the bucket, right? Uh, This was super interesting coming out today. Uh, Nope, never mind. That was an old one. Sorry. Oh, and this one, the Florida, this guy, National File, which was dropped yesterday after we got off. Just another uh, HIV positive pedophile sentenced to 60 years for abusing photographing 11-year-old child. This is out in Jacksonville. So just every day, it seems like there's more and more of these. um, I hate, like I said, I hate to report on them, but thank God something is being done. That's all I had for you guys today on the rapid fire. Back to you, brother.
1: Good stuff, as always, Joe, for sure. We got some more good topics for the second half. We'll also take your guys' calls as well. So stand by, come hang out with us for the, the second hour here, guys. Let me do me a favor. Let me get a minute of your time. Rise Attire USA is the official show sponsor of Brothers Uncensored and UncensoredAid.com. Do me a favor. Go to RiseAttireUSA.com. Uh, log in, check out, they got Sweet Fox host uh, gear, they got uh, Red Pill and Methods gear, they got a bunch of other awesome gear. Put in discount code Wave at the checkout, A-B-E-W-A-V-E. Get a 10% discount, help the channel, and also get some sweet gear. minute and a half of your time and then your call. Stand
3: by. We've reached a pivotal moment in the Great Awakening. Culture was hijacked and weaponized a long time ago, but now, we see it as the final battlefront of the information war of good versus evil. So, get in. We're hijacking it back for the cause. Here at Rise Attire, we spit on the garbage narratives of mainstream media propaganda. It's a means to an end for the agenda of the corporate elite globalist cabal. are real. So, recognize us? We are Rise Attire and we've got the solution for all your based apparel needs. We do premium, top shelf, cut and sew apparel that's 100% made in America and 100% evil free, guaranteed. Mimetic messaging and dope style will have you maneuvering through clowns with swagger in no time. Plant red pills in the minds of normies, attract more base people into your life, and give a big middle finger to the system. Go to RiseAttireUSA.com now. Repping truth never looks so good. Rise proudly sponsors Brothers Uncensored. Use promo code AbeWave for 10% off your first purchase.
1: RiseAttireUSA.com. Check them out when you guys get time. Discount code is ABEWAVE A-B-E-W-A-V-E. Get 10% discount and that foxhole shirt that I got is pretty freaking sweet shirt so if you guys get time, definitely going to want to check that out for sure. Uh, Alright, let me uh, say hello to everyone out there. Belushi, good to see you out there, bro. Oil man, thank you for your support. Uh, Amy Joe, and the mods, thank you for all you guys have been doing out there. Gina and the and the Twitch fam, uh, always doing great stuff over there. Low Country Brooklyn, good to see you out there. Uh, Denise, hello. I hope I was well across the pond, my doll. Dolphin in the house as well as many others. Appreciate you guys all hanging out with us here today. As always, some of the other topics that I wanted to show you guys, uh, and then we'll get to your guys' calls here. So this is some of the stuff that I do want to kind of try to get into the show the second half here. Check. I have too much crap over here. That's the problem. That's really the problem. Uh, Check this out. FBI's failed. Ron Johnson set up a case study on how agencies use corrupt reporters to peddle lies and hurt their American enemies a great article by Christopher Bedford in The Federalist. from uh, for, for years now, a, a number of the country's most prominent publications have assumed the groveling role of palace guards for the state and its friends in Congress. This is a discussion about how the Washington Post – and other media complex uh, uh, places such as the New York Times and the NBC News basically made up stories about Ron Johnson. They are, they are attacking him hard. Every day we see somebody going after Ron Johnson here in Wisconsin. They really don't want him back, and i got to tell you something. I really want Ron Johnson back. I realize that he's an old-timer, uh, part of kind of the swamp in some ways, but i got to tell you this guy has great connections, and his heart is in the right place. Uh, so we we got to do what we can to help expose this. I want to get this out there to you guys. If you guys haven't read this, another example of how the FBI failed to protect, uh, you know, more Americans. So there you go. Uh, there's one good discussion um, on that same topic. Uh, let's see. I lost it. Uh, one of these here is it ah this one tax march um the influencewatch.org has a breakdown of who this this uh 501c3 supposed thing is uh, you know how they go they're never 501c3s they always skirt the law on that front but tax march is a organization that is going after see this is what i do i i, I get advertisements to, that attack Ron Johnson and I see who did the advertisement. I do research on going to find out who the hell did that uh, because they're doing uh, what could be effective advertising right now and put a lot of money into attacking Ron Johnson. If you guys want to do a dig on this, look into this InfluenceWatch.org has a great breakdown. Uh, this is a who's who of globalist leftist scum is, the, is the summary. <laughs> so I'll just put it out there like that. Um, uh, Bloomberg this morning had a really interesting thing about BioNTech. Uh, Basically, uh, it's interesting to see the stock is down. It was up major yesterday and today uh, on a massive profits. Look at the year to date on this company on massive profits thanks to being part of the vaccine trials. It's funny how that works. Uh, About, um, let's see, January, beginning of this year, the stock was at $86 Yesterday, it closed up at $208. It closed today down a little bit. People grabbing some profits. But guess what? Guess who uh, this company who is just making an absolute killing on Wall Street tied to? None other than the Pfizer vaccine. When we saw all those stories come out about Pfizer's ki- vaccines killing people. No, it's the Johnson & Johnson's killing people. That whole war that's been fought in the in the public sphere. Um, it, it appears that Pfizer's uh, uh, vaccine and, and uh, you know production lines are really benefiting from this. Go figure. Dominic Rabb welcomes G7 ministers to London to face-to-face talks. And the world leaders are agreeing, listen to this, are agreeing with Joe Biden's view towards China as they look at China as a major threat. I haven't seen anything from the administration identifying China as a threat to America. There has been very little here and there, but there has been some. but just not like, hey, the, the, Joe Biden's got the right stance with China. But this is how the world is presenting it. So this is what you're going to see come out of this is a united front against China, which let's see if it actually will be. Let's see. Let's see the actions that, that it's put in place. Uh, the Taliban hit a U.S. airbase and paid for it uh, yesterday majorly. So um, a message being sent to the Taliban. Finally, Chinese smart TVs are snooping on their owners. I was called crazy when I told people that they had cameras and other ways of snooping with smart TVs. They said, oh, stop worrying about it. What are they going to know about you? Well, they're going to know everything about you, and then they're going to customize your content and customize uh, what you see for advertising based on... Everything they know about you. They know more about you than probably your wife does or your spouse does. So I don't know, man. I just keep trying to tell people about these smart TVs and the chips that come from China and all the trust that is put into that. It just drives me nuts. I can't get anybody to really take it as seriously as it really is. But, eh, well, here we are. So there you go. There's some of my, there's kind of my mini news blitz uh, for today. There's some interesting topics that I wanted to get to you guys out there. Let me get to the first caller, uh, Joe or Mark. Any comments on uh, any of those topics that there just now? No, I'm good, man. Cool, cool. All right, let me get the first caller in here and get the call in on up at the screen. Let's see here. Let me do this.
0: Oh, you know what? I did miss. Let me uh, let me play one thing. It's just 20 seconds. This is just a quick update for those of you ha- uh, who have missed uh, what Biden's been talking about. This you definitely want to hear.
1: All, right Joe, really second, simple. Simple. To All right, Joe. This should be really Just go to vaccines.gov. Is you Back that up real quick. Right, <laughs> i'm in the middle of doing three things <laughs> trying to get right you done and right in the middle of doing that you threw me for a loop stand by for one second um let me get you back up on the screen let me get 719 in here as as i was already bringing them in but i didn't get a name on that and i was already had zoom hidden let me get zoom back up and do that okay now you can play that <laughs> sorry no that was my bad i just kind of was like oh yeah i forgot i wanted to play this
0: real quick um, but yeah, this is uh, magical, Trevor. Hold on one second. It's
1: hilarious. Easy. It should be really simple. Just go to vaccines.gov.
5: Visit vaccines.gov. Gov. Go. Vaccines.gov.
1: It's text gov, you
5: moron. Your, text your zip code. Oh, why don't you just
2: text anybody's zip code? Of course
5: it's your zip code. Why are you messing this up? This
1: is easy. 4389. Why don't you just give them bad advice?
0: Walk into your local pharmacy without an appointment.
1: I was kidding about the bad advice
0: vaccine.gum <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> Anyways, it's just good. every day there's there's a video that comes out and he he just sucks. Magical Trevor
1: is uh does some great work for sure. Good good <laughs> shit on that, Magical Trevor. Seven one nine, do me a favor, unmute and tell me who this is.
5: This is uh Texas Bear seventy seven. How you doing, Joe? How you doing, uh, Abe?
0: Oh hey, Texas Bear, how you doing, man?
5: I'm I'm hanging in there, and this is Abe. Hey, how are you doing?
1: Doing great, man. Doing great. How are you, man?
5: All right, all right. Hey, while ago when I was texting in the
2: chat, hey, Texas it was Bear, basically you didn't ask how I was.
0: <laughs> yeah, you want to know? You want to see how Mark's doing? <laughs> Mark's doing. You don't good. care
2: about me anymore.
5: <laughs> Whoa, well, I'm I'm talking to the the host of the show. And then I would get to your question in just a minute, but
1: he's just giving you shit. Doing, Go ahead, Texas Barry. What, <laughs> what's on your pro-ho. mind? <laughs> you, how are you doing, man? You doing okay?
2: I'm doing good. Thank you. Okay. Okay. We- okay.
5: <laughs> All right. Uh, hopefully you win your race. I really hope you do. Cause you've got a good head on your shoulder. Um, um, there's, there's a couple things I want to cover. But the thing is, the weird thing is yesterday went to court, I had two charges, a bomb threat charge and cussing out police officers, harassment. Had two charges. Now the judge she dismissed it. You know why? The prosecution and the my Summer Woods, my defense attorney, here in Colorado Springs, and you can look it up, you can read the transcripts, they weren't, or no, they were wearing masks. And the judge said, um, Dwayne's not the crazy one. Y'all are. For a judge... That, she she dismissed both charges. Wow. A bomb threat from two November two thousand eighteen and me cussing out because I had somebody break into my house and they stole three thousand dollars worth of silver and I've only got uh fifty eight ounces right now, but she stole the person that broke in was a chick, uh a dynamo, I'll say. Um, she, uh, she broke in, she's on parole and you know what she got? She got one year probation. She was on parole, broke into a house here in Colorado Springs and got one year probation.
0: Unbelievable. This is exactly the problem. Exactly the problem. She just goes right back out and does it back over again and again.
5: That's, that's the problem. And with, uh, Okay, go to the CDC website. Joe, you can do this. Abe, you can too. And uh, Mr. P, you can too. Mark, Go to the CDC website. And the vaccine, guess what? There's two different vaccines or two different companies or two different strains or there's two different. They are just now starting trials on the vaccine. Yep. Wait, I thought the vaccine, it is not, I, I thought, I, I thought everything was okay, but guess what?
1: They did it's a not minimal, approved by the
5: FDA. Yeah.
1: They did a minimal group of trials and they proved it, uh, or they approved it on emergency, appro- appro- uh, use, which is just, I just cannot believe how many people were like, yeah, I want to be a guinea pig for that.
5: Well, well, guess what? Hey, What I'm thinking, and you can call me crazy, Joe can call me crazy, Mr. P can call me crazy. I was shot in the head uh, 13 and a half years ago, and I'm talking to you just like a regular person. I walk, I talk, I ride my bike, I jump in the truck, I go to Walmart, I don't wear my mask. But the thing is, is that why are so many people And this is a question to you, Mr. P, and then I guess Abe can follow up or to Abe and then Mr. P can follow up, but why, why, why are they taking this disinformation? How is it? Is it subliminal messages? Is it TV commercials? I mean, I haven't turned my TV on for two years, three, uh, probably three years. You're it's not. Sitting, I'm. I'm sitting here looking right at it. It's not even on.
2: Yeah, you're not. It's
5: unplugged.
2: Normal, you're not the normal, average American. So there, I am. No, you're not. You, you're. You're. You have. You have figured out that this is a bunch of baloney. Okay. Oh, uh,
5: you're trying to piss somebody off.
2: Eighty percent of America <laughs> has not figured this out. <laughs> Sorry, they have it. Okay.
5: I know that's a thing. The weird thing is, Mr. P, I was shot in the head of forty caliber above the left I ear. That.
2: I got that. That Out. that has nothing to do with it, right? That you you uh. are sane. Everybody else is insane. And they're not insane because they got shot or anything else. It's because of this concept called effective frequency. Okay. And exactly what is if you hear something enough times, if even yep. if it's not true, you're going yep. to start to believe it. And that's what the mainstream media does. That's what um, politicians do. That's what liars do and and normal Americans, regular Americans who aren't clued in and who are busy. Going to school, raising a family, building a career, building a business, taking care of elderly parents. They don't have time to discriminate between different information sources. So they go to, God forbid, CNN, MSNBC, even Fox, and they believe that crap, okay? And it's not news, it's Entertainment it's- Yeah.
1: And the the good news is though, it, 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 the good news is is that the, the viewership is way down and they don't have anywhere near the same way, influence way that down. they used to have. Texas Bear, I gotta let you go, bro. I got a guest that has okay, just one, joined one in the zoom. Appreciate you very much, brother. Okay. Uh let me do me a favor. Let me um I think we have our guest uh Todd maybe, maybe here. If he's yeah, he is here. So let me get uh Denise in the text and the Texan. Uh if you can give me a little bit of time to to hang out with Todd here and we'll uh we'll see uh what you guys have going on out there. Appreciate the calls you guys very much. I know Todd's been extremely busy busy lately, so it's uh, it's not a surprise that he is uh scrambling around today as well. <laughs> Let me uh say hello to everyone out there in chat. Appreciate you guys very much. Chris Hawkins, good to see you out there, the Texan. Operation Mockingbird Media, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. T V programming. Uh let's see. Uh oil man, you were gonna give me a lemon. Yeah. Well the problem is is that uh D uh, DLive has decided that I I need to be only for people over 18 or something. I don't know. They x tag my content because I give them too much truth. That's the truth. Let me get uh, Todd in here to uh, unmute as soon as he's ready, and then we'll get to a couple of uh, discussion about what he's seeing happening down there at the border. Todd, good to see you, my friend. How are you today? Uh,
4: good, good. Can you hear me okay?
1: Five by five. Sounds
4: good. Okay, good, good.
1: So how are you, man? Uh, you've been uh, all over the place since the last time we talked about a month ago, and it's great to see you getting uh, a more of a chance to tell people what the hell is actually happening down there.
4: Well, I'm just uh, recently back from the Big Bend section of the West Texas border with Mexico, and um, that, for those who aren't familiar with uh, that part of the border, that's a very remote uh, what kind of a wilderness ranch land area that is uh, kind of underpopulated and very thinly manned by Border Patrol? And the reason I went out there was because the the data was showing a very sharp spike in single adult uh, immigrants coming through, usually by guided uh, smugglers. From the La Línea cartel, uh, very large groups, 150, hundred and uh, fifty, hundred unusual uh, for that for that area. So uh, the Biden border crisis, in my opinion, has definitely arrived to the Big Bend uh, region. The folks there that are coming through are going to I-10, which is kind of an east-west corridor. We don't have maps here, but but if you can get if you can get yourself. To I-10, you can pretty much get to yourself to anywhere in the United States. Uh, 15,000 immigrants came through that way that were just apprehended in just the first few months of this year, as opposed to 4,000 and 5,000 for entire previous years. And that's what's happening there. It's a kind of a cat and mouse game happening, but it's definitely favoring the uh, mice over in that region.
1: Uh, we we I played your report that you did on, on the uh, the um, those that uh, aren't caught. What are they? I forgot. What I, I just lost. The my. gotaways. The yes. gotaways, Yes. Uh, so I sh- I played that a little bit earlier. Um, it's it's interesting to see. It seems like, and I don't know. To me, the okay. Let me start here. It looks to me like the um, the technology is sophisticated enough to get a really good sense. About how many numbers are coming across the border? Is that a safe statement?
4: Yeah, uh, I mean a lot of the. So what a gotaway, That's actually official government nomenclature. That's a, that's in the in the uh, the books. It was a slang law enforcement slang for a lot a long time. Obviously, oh, he got away, and what that means is that those are people who have been detected, they've been observed or seen in some way usually by like a game camera on the ground or a you know a, a drone in the air or a border patrol through binoculars uh, at a distance uh, but it also could be something really non-technological like tracks in the dirt uh, so it's it's not very scientific but it is at least some kind of an indication uh, that if you didn't catch anybody overnight and the track looks like it's less than 24 hours old or the the camera shots twenty four hours old and nobody got caught. You can probably count that as a gotaway. That's how it works.
1: Wow, you're muted, Abe. What it what it appeared to me was that um, it was being reported or or kind of assumed that the, the the border surge was mostly in the Rado and in San Diego it appears to me through some of the research that I did that it's actually a swell all along the border. Is that a safe statement as well?
4: Yeah, but it's different everywhere. It's each border sector is different, which is why I, when I, when I go to the border, I like to go to different geographically, uh, you know, diverse areas because uh, it's different everywhere The most of the media reporting that you're seeing, Uh, of children and families just kind of pouring over and the, the rubber rafts, you know, they're kind of coming over in the rubber rafts. Yeah. That's going to be in the far South tip of Texas. That's called the Rio Grande Valley. Uh, there are reasons, geographic reasons why they come across there. It has to do with the cartels has to do with how many roads and houses to hide in. And, uh, you know, how, how quickly you can get to, um, a major highway and that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, the main trafficking route goes up through there too, if I'm not mistaken. One of the well, main. Yeah.
4: The Rio, the Rio Grande Valley is where a lot of that's happening, but then what's, what is also applies here is, is policy. So for example, right now, the Biden administration is waving through families. So if you come in with a kid, you're just waved through, go on in. Border patrol is, is their job is to document you, get you your paperwork, and get you on a bus. Uh, same with uh, teenagers uh, or anybody who's under seventeen, gets gets kind of a wave through. But if you're a single adult uh, and you're among children and families, they'll stop you and send you back to Mexico. That's called Title Forty Two, which is a pandemic era related kind of a COVID, uh, policy that Trump started and Biden has continued for single adults. So therefore, uh, you are going to go to places where you can get in, where there's a better chance that you won't keep getting sent back. And that's why I went to the big bend area, because that is one of those areas that is more difficult for families and children uh and a place where young strong single adults have like about a 90% chance of getting into the country without getting bothered or 42'd back. Wow. Uh, yeah, and that that's kind of how it works. You have to look at every sector is a little different. Gotcha. Uh different things come into play and um uh, you know, I went to the uh Del Rio sector before that, which is a little bit south. Uh it's it's sort of in the middle of Texas. Gotcha. That sector was especially different because they were waving in the kids uh, and the families, but also there was no drug cartel that was requiring large smuggling fees for the single adults. So there were a lot of single adults coming there just because they didn't have to worry about getting raped and kidnapped and bothered and charged uh, to cross there. They could cross themselves over and over again. And so every- Every region's a little bit different. The Big Bend sector, you can't cross there without a smuggler, without a guide, because uh, you'll get lost and die out there. It's just a wilderness.
1: One of the things that has been very interesting, um, really, for a couple of years since uh, President Trump put together a task force, a military task force, working with Coast Guard and our allies uh, in South America, South and Central America. To kind of get a get a closer look at what's actually happening on the waters as well, and there has been a major uptick at drug bus trafficking bus all kinds of bus is it is just amazing to see can you talk a little bit about that angle about how the military cooperation with uh, southern sectors and then pivot to there was a time when the Mexican military and others were helping to stop this flow can you kind of give me a discussion about the military angle of this?
4: Sure. Uh, Well, that's a sector I haven't gotten to, but it's on my list. I definitely want to get out. There's the Gulf of Mexico, for one thing, and the the spot where the Rio Grande Valley, or when the Rio Grande River empties out into the Gulf of Mexico. And on one side of the sandbar is Mexico, and on the other side is the United States. It's super rough uh, territory and also very... Uh, highly trafficked by shrimp boats and vessels of every possible sort, and that goes for drug smuggling and migrant smuggling and all the rest of it. So uh, what we've got going out there mostly is the U.S. Coast Guard uh, is working very closely with uh, the Texas Department of Public Safety, which has boats in the water there, uh, actually really cool boats. Uh, they have nine, 900 horsepower Uh, uh, engines in a row back there and 30 caliber machine guns mounted on all four gunnels. And so, yeah, they're out there uh, patrolling and the coast guard is out there uh, working the the waterways. A lot of drug smuggling that goes on in that part, but plenty of migrant uh, smuggling too. Uh, As the border security inland gets tougher, the uh, water gets uh, more, um appealing i guess and on the other end you've got the the wall that goes all the way it's a famous you know picture of the wall goes right on into the ocean into the waves and then stops and over there you've got ponga boat traffic which are these kind of low uh uh like kind of like big canoe looking uh boats that have uh pretty good horsepower engines on them and so you have a steady traffic of that that goes on and the same thing, Coast Guard and um, uh, Navy, U.S. Navy is out there. They've got ships and they'll use satellites. And uh, uh, so there's, there's that. In fact, there was just um, a couple days ago a tragedy out there where one of those Ponga, it wasn't a Ponga boat, it was a, a regular uh, cruise ship, a f- small cruise boat. Somehow washed up and broke apart in the surf on the US side, and a whole bunch of immigrants died just a few days ago.
1: Wow. It's, so um, there's it, it, a it's, game going on. What's amazing to me is, um, there, no one really addresses the issue. It's just, it's, it's, it just continues to happen. And the, the kind of the faux, uh, um, emotions thrown towards it by politicians just drives me nuts, man. And it, it's what's frustrating because you're out there, I mean, let's be real, out in the field risking your life. You know, you can say it doesn't have – there's a level of danger that maybe not what you've done in the past, but you're trying to get the message out. And you have these politicians that are just, you know, throwing stuff at a fan for to, to try to please people. It drives me nuts, man.
4: Well, uh, it's just um – You know, highly politicized. You know, immigration is is uh, you know obviously because of uh, Donald Trump making it a big campaign issue. Uh, The Republicans care a lot about it. It seems like the um, Democrats and people who are reporters in the media are not very interested in discussing it or talking about. That's why Kamala Harris won't go to the border. Uh, Nobody will be seen at the U.S. U.S. Southern border because that would. Uh, then it would it would confer like an importance on it, and they just want to say it's not important. We don't care about this. It's not a it's not a thing. I think that they do that at their own peril. Uh, they lost the Democrats. I think lost the twenty sixteen election on on that issue by ignoring how important it was to yeah. uh, half of the country at least.
1: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, and it's interesting that it's not as big of an issue now. But it's it's it seems like it it should be. It seems like people should be more aware that that there's this there's a uh, your one of your colleagues did a uh, report. Let me, let me get this up here. Uh, Robert Law on April twenty eighth did a, uh, a a pretty impressive report. Why don't they just get in line? The barriers to legal immigration. It was a report for the House Judiciary Committee Immigration and Citizenship Subcommittee. But he did a great job breaking down the different uh, uh, you know parts of the immigration law and why it's a problem, and and basically really addressing the key areas of why it's a problem. I thought he did a great job on this. I don't know. Did you get a chance to see that uh, report Robert Law did?
4: You know, I started, don't tell him this. I hope he's not watching either, but I started to read it and I got distracted and didn't finish it. But the, and I, it's on, it's definitely on my list, but uh, the, the, the issue there is, you know, why don't we get in line is that you can get under the Biden administration. You can, you don't, you get the same benefits and rewards by cutting the line. So they don't, there's no consequence to cutting the line. There are only rich rewards for cutting the line. And so you have um, all of these traditionally blue democratic districts all along the Southern uh, borderlands in Texas, for example, they've always been blue districts, went red for the first time uh, this this uh, last election, they went Trump red too. And one of the big reasons that those districts went from forever blue to all of a sudden red is because a lot of those people did it the legal way. And they were extremely upset and uh, put off by the by the mass migration crisis of 2018, 2019 where they just everybody cut the line and they got in anyway and all got to stay and got legal. Uh, papers and and nobody ever did anything to get them out so you know why do it the legal way when the government is telling you we'll give you we'll wave you right in by doing it the illegal way and there's going to be a consequence for that too i think politically
1: (laughs) there's definitely going to be every time that they have done it there has been i agree with you there it's it's um it's it's weird how corporate profits it seems to be is what's behind all of this. Um, There is a shortage of workers in America. There's a lot of people that are getting paid to, frankly, sit on their ass and play video games all day. Um, And so there is a worker shortage right here, right now. But the government doesn't want to address actually that issue up front and say, okay, well, let's find ways to address this through legislation. That's the part that's just very frustrating.
4: Yeah. uh, Well, you know, that's what when they talk about comprehensive immigration reform, that obviously would be part of a solution like that, where, you know, we would, as a country, you know, decide through our lawmaking bodies, how many people should be allowed to come in on work visas. The the problem with a work visa program is, was, and always will be that you can hand out work visas and that just people who take those just ignore the expiration dates on those always. And there really is no, Oh, my visa's up. I better leave now. Uh, they just sort of, uh, you know, we saw that with, uh, Sarah program in the sixties and fifties. And I don't know, it's just one of those, um, sort of impossible, uh, entanglements to try to figure out. But if the, if the the Congress wants to enact a solution, a policy solution to this. Man, that's their prerogative. They should do it. But right now, it's illegal to cross the border and illegal to stay in the country without permission, uh, and it just breaks down the system, that we, the legal system. Why have a legal system if everybody who wants to come in illegally gets to stay,
1: it's very frustrating. And then they have, uh, you know, immigration judges and lawyers who, who complicate it even more by by clogging the system up with frivolous lawsuits and other things to try to get uh, the immigration policy made even worse. Mark Paquita is with us. Mark Paquita is running for Senate in Ohio. And I wanted to see if Mark had a question or comment about what you said so far here today, Todd. Shoot.
2: Uh, so, Todd, what do you think is the most important thing that state governments can do to help stem the flow of illegal immigrants, right? So we're in Ohio, but what can we do either um, legislatively or actively as human beings to stem this tide?
4: Well, honestly, the, the majority of the problem falls on federal shoulders. I I mean, a, uh, you, you need a federal police force to, uh, that has proper jurisdiction to stop and return and deter illegal entry. But the other problem is a, a federal problem too, which is interior enforcement and there is a there is a place for state and local governments to uh, integrate with with ICE, and, and that's an ICE's duty. Uh, and the problem there is that all all the state can really do is is have what I would call like um, sensing programs where you can you have your state police. And your local police have a role in detecting illegal, knowledgeable,
2: knowledgeable about what's going on,
4: right? Right. So that you could, they can then, you know, refer, uh, you know, the presence of illegals or uh, workplace enforcement uh, activity to the feds, so that they can work hand in glove. But the problem is, a lot of the states pointedly uh, don't and won't cooperate or collaborate with federal uh, immigration enforcement at all. Think California, think San Francisco, sanctuary cities. uh, When uh, criminal aliens are uh, processing through a court system, uh, they won't give ICE a call and saying, hey, we've got a guy who's about to bond out of uh, jail or get out of prison. Come get him. They're more than happy to just let them be released and, and uh, you know, cut. Who's a
2: violent felon.
4: Violent felons, they don't care. Yeah. They don't care. It doesn't matter. They won't cooperate. Right. And so there is a role for an integration where state and local governments are feeding the federal, the federal's information so that they can come and get them.
2: Well, let me ask you this. Okay. My position is on immigration as Ohio's next senator. That we need to pause immigration and we need to figure out, number one, who's here in terms of illegal aliens? Number two, who's here on overstayed visas? And then number three, we need to answer the question, how much and why? How much immigration do we need and why are they coming? How do you feel about that?
4: Well, I wish you were in Texas I'd vote for you, but uh I live in Texas. Where are you in Texas? In Austin.
2: Okay. Oh, the liberal <laughs> bastion. Like so my most of my family is in Houston right now.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um but you know, look, uh the the state of Texas, uh they they're kind of a pretty good case in point, but Texas is a red is a red state. Uh Austin not so right much. Right now. For now, and For now. Uh, very, yeah. very much uh, helped along in the last elections by those districts that went red, that used to be blue down in the in the in the south. In Texas, uh, the governor uh, deployed state troops to the border, state troopers to the border in large numbers. I mean, you know, 24 uh, seven plug in the gaps down there on the border, because we can detain illegals as they cross we've got our boats i mentioned the boats dps texas dps has these boats up and down the river uh and we're doing in texas what we can do we have to
2: give greg abbott a lot of credit
4: yeah and the state legislature too because this is not cheap yeah Uh, we have a a fairly blood-red state legislature in texas too uh and they're willing to spend a billion dollars on this to uh, for Texas to secure, help the feds secure the border. You're not going to see anything like that in California or New Mexico. So, um, and if, and if even anything, Arizona, you'll see the
1: obvious opposite. You'll see 501c3 yeah, yeah, supporting exactly. the lawyers. <laughs>
4: but it, it's
2: funny you mention a billion dollars because people need to understand that the Biden administration thus far has committed to spend $10 trillion. That's a hundred billion dollars a day for the first one hundred days, and you're talking about the legislature in Texas spending a billion dollars to fix this problem right that's yeah. minuscule compared to what's being wasted by the federal government right right now
4: yeah i mean they they could this problem could be could be i mean the the look the Issue of illegal immigration was well in hand, uh, fairly well in hand. I, in my opinion, it was they, we were still getting it, it, when Trump was president and had clamped down on, in in this with this variety of very innovative policies. N- nobody had ever done things like remain in Mexico. You have right. to remain in Mexico. Extremely effective. Uh, everybody went home or else stayed home who was going to try to cross the border illegally, because why would they, the, if the goal is to get inside the United States and work illegally by hook or by crook on a, some bogus asylum claim, uh, why would you, you know, the great Mexican dream is not the idea here. So you, nobody wants to wait in Mexico, so they would just go home. Um, he had some very innovative uh, policies that had gotten illegal immigration down to about thirty thousand a month. Uh, the new numbers for April are just about at, out now. Uh, one hundred and eighty thousand will be pushing one hundred and eighty thousand a month. That's historic. I think it's more than that. It, it is uh, because if you if um, you talk about the gotaways, you could easily tack on another forty uh, thousand exactly. Godaways uh, per month. I mean, we are in astronomical stratospheric territory right now. Right. Um, and that's the, that's that compared to prior to this historically. I mean, we've had periods of, uh, where it's gone up and down like that, but it's never with the, the ascent of the white house, right? right. The white house usually doesn't want this. Uh, governments, state lawmakers, and elected officials don't want this. They it happens for reasons other than because they arrange for it to happen. Right. So, uh, and we've had um, 2018, 2019 was a good example. Uh, we had 140,000 come across in the peak uh, month of that in May of 2019 which was just a, everybody was just couldn't believe that so many people had come in 140,000, man, those were the good old days, uh, compared to where we are now.
1: Yeah. And well, there's, there's more than just, um, it's the people who are, who are sick and tired and standing up and saying, you know what, we got to change this. We have to change the way that this is happening because nobody wants to see, you know, human suffering. And and at the, at the foundation of this enabling by the President Biden's administration is enabling human suffering, and there's ways that we can do this effectively, and that's why it's become such an issue. To the point, in in Austin, it's become an issue. Uh, you guys had a major—I uh, don't know if it's still, if it's major yet, but that that kind of uh, the people standing up against the ten cities and and homeless camps is is beginning i I gotta believe is tied in with with uh illegal immigration too i would assume is that am i wrong on that assumption or
4: yeah you might be wrong on that one i don't know uh but but what it shows is that because this is a real democratic this is a blue uh turquoise blue dot in a sea of red here in austin and you're talking about the homeless uh you know encampments that you see we just our city council just approved the, the laws that enabled that like a year and a half ago, two years, maybe. Uh, and, um, the people just had a referendum and those are Democrats, mostly those who voted to, um, roll that thing up and end it. So maybe though, um, there would be a, I mean, there, there is Democrat, some democratic opposition to illegal immigration in the area of unions, labor unions, uh, remember, Cesar Chavez, you know the big labor union leader, used to 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 field vigilantes down on the border that would round up illegals and regard them as strike breakers and beat them up uh, and send them home. That right. those, those were that that's Cesar Chavez, right? Because uh, he didn't want
2: people competing with his union workers.
4: Of course not. Yeah, yeah. of course not. So there there is a strand of that out there. Uh, But right now, it's the progressive uh, left, think the uh, Bernie Sanders kind of block that holds a lot of sway and influence in the Democratic Party right now that I think Joe Biden doesn't, I mean, I think he's eager to uh, appease them. Uh, They helped him, they helped get him over the edge, get him elected, uh, and that new Democratic Party with them in the coalition So they hold a lot of sway right now. I don't know where uh, the Cesar Chavez labor union types uh, come into that, but, but I don't think that they're
2: gone away and disappeared.
4: Yeah. I, I don't know where they are, uh, but for whatever reason, the um, progressive left in this country loves lots and lots of illegal immigration. No borders. We're all humans. There's no illegal humans. That whole thing. Um, I don't understand any of it actually. I think that you know that hurts that hurts the um, illegal immigration. The, the groups that are hurt the most are black Americans actually. yeah there's a lot of good research that the jobs that are taken are the kind of the service industry uh, jobs that are held by black Americans, uh, especially at the in democratic precincts. But I think they just nobody wants to admit it or talk about well, it.
1: Oh, and then you end up with you know what's happening in Chicago where um you know there's there's fights over land that has been land in families for a long time. That's kind of the foundation of what the problem is there. it's 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 the foundation of a lot of problems, which is why the naive ideology of uh of you know there are no borders it's just the the foundation of a country is sovereignty. If you can't have basic sovereignty, human sovereignty, personal sovereignty, and country sovereignty, then what? You don't have a country. If you don't have a country, then then what? What goes? What comes? What comes next? Anarchy is that, and that's a lot of people what that, that have that kind of thinking. Yes, they would prefer anarchy, and that's the problem, isn't it?
4: Yeah, and you know one of the things you talk about, you know, the this, this, the issue of of countries that that are have enjoy their the sovereignty of themselves which is that to say that you have borders that's something that that every country that has ever existed existed to enjoy for its citizens that were on the inside of its of those borders i mean it's it, i think we must be the only country in the entire world and not only in the entire world like laterally but through history that is just like, ah, who cares, you know, about the borders, let anybody, anybody who wants to come can just cross in and whatever rules we had, just never mind, never mind those. And so if if you were to make an argument against illegal immigration nowadays, very often you'll get called a racist. You're the reason you're against illegal immigration, mass illegal immigration, is clearly because. You don't like brown people. That's could it's, there is no other explanation, except that there is, and it's what you just mentioned. It's this idea of sovereignty. There are uh, citizens of this country that that want to have borders because countries always had borders. They throughout history, and every other country in the on the planet has them, enforceable uh, borders. And I don't see anything racial about that. Uh, it's it's simply not racial. It's it's ah, we're a country. There's a there's,
1: a there's yeah. a lot of us that that love the idea of you know the Mayflower and and people coming over to create a life for themselves. It's a different world, and to kind of assume that 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 kind of traditional is what's really happening is is laughable. Because while the great society has turned us into uh, a people a group of people who are dependent on the government, which is why Mark's running for office. Go ahead, Mark.
2: Well, I was going to say that that I think the big problem in terms of perception in the United States is that people don't travel outside the country. So you believe these things about the border and immigration and we're racist and all the rest, and you don't understand how it works in other countries. Todd can probably talk about this. You don't just get to go to France or Italy or the UK and go to work. You know, like if they catch you coming into the country illegally, they boot you out. Like they send you out. It's not like you get to hang out and like, okay, you can cut my lawn or whatever. No, you don't get to do that. They send you out. And they're very racist about it. Like in Italy, try being an Albanian immigrant. In the UK, try being a Romanian gypsy. It, it,
1: there's I mean, there's no shortage of stories of Americans coming back from Canada who go through more scrutiny yeah, <laughs> than, yeah, than anybody exactly. who crosses the Southern border.
2: Todd, I'd love to hear your, your perspective on this because it's just... We have people in the United States that are that don't leave the country. And if they left the country and saw what it was really like, like I have people that are like, oh, I went to like uh, uh, Morocco. Oh, my God. The way people live there.
1: And it's like,
2: yeah, every day. There's
1: a very large lack of perspective for sure. Todd. Yeah. Go ahead. We only oh. got about uh, five minutes and then I got to let you go, guys.
4: Well, yeah, uh, you know, listen, uh, I spent time last year, early last year in Guatemala, and the way, in wow. Guatemala is one of these countries that has, uh, is like emptying out, especially the central highlands, and I wanted to go find out, and they're applying for asylum, so they're saying uh, it's government persecution is the reason I'm coming over here, which is a lie, completely up and down. And so I went to go visit the Central Highlands and I spent all this time in a, um, in these uh, villages that were like ghost towns, almost there were like hardly anybody left. And when I asked uh, what was going on, why did everybody leave? There must be a lot of government persecution around here. They're like, what? We don't even have a police officer here. There's like, there is no, there's no government persecution. They went because they're sending money home so that who's left here can build these big gigantic houses And so all over these little towns are these like five story gigantic monstrosity concrete houses. You have pictures of these? Oh yeah, yeah. I wrote a big story about the 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 house. can
2: you send me those pictures? Yes.
1: Yeah, I gotcha. I'll get you. I'll get them to you, Mark. I got Uh, them in my folder.
2: Hey, please do that. It's he did a great
1: report. He's been doing great reporting down there, and this, this report is especially great. Go ahead, go ahead, Todd. I was just going to say, that's the benefit of rather than just
4: taking everybody's word for it and say, oh, these poor asylum persecuted government going there, persecuted asylum seekers. When you actually go there and ask around, where's the government persecution? You won't find any. And that makes these people ineligible. You can't cross right. in because you want a job. Uh, that's not the way it works. That's against the law. Uh, but, it, but you can certainly claim it. But you got to go on, you got to get on the ground and you got to actually figure out. And when you do, right. these people, before they ever get to the United States, I spent a lot of time in Mexico and I've been to Panama and Costa Rica interviewing people on the trail. Uh, nobody talks about government persecute. Nobody, nobody ever says, oh, I'm leaving. I had to leave because the government was persecuting me. They're all coming for for work to get jobs to improve themselves. And if I can just add one more thing. Um, I I did a piece uh, a few months ago about a couple months ago about all these Haitians and Cubans that were coming in here and they're being boarded onto buses, going to Ohio and other states across the country all day every day. Buses coming off the border, heading into the interior states. Uh, and I t- I jumped up on one of the buses in Del Rio and started videotaping inside, and I put the videotape up there and like the most. Uh, common comment that I got was, my God, these guys are all wearing the latest clothing, and they've got jewelry, and that, that guy over there's got an iPhone 12, and everybody's got all this stuff. What's this, like, desperation? And what it turns out to be, if you sit and interview with them, talk to them, they've been living for five years already in, in Chile, or Brazil, or Argentina, and we're doing great. They already had money they were had made great livings for themselves there was nobody persecuting them at all but they said when Joe Biden got in office we saw this opportunity to upgrade you know we could come to the United States and do even better and that's what that's all about serious? Are you serious? they'll all because yes
2: Argentina and Chile and places like that are well, a well, long yeah
4: they're doing, way they, were for doing them. they were doing they were doing thousands
2: great thousands of miles for them
4: yes. Yes. And they'll come in and they'll claim they'll claim asylum saying we can't go back to Haiti. (laughs) It's the whole thing is just. But we were
2: in Argentina, or Chile, living a good life.
4: Yes. That's why they have gold chains and modern clothing and iPhone 12s. Yeah. Yeah.
1: so, that's um that's wow. the uh, that's that's the refugees that are coming up desperate for for food and water. Uh, let me let's wrap it up here, guys. Uh, first of all, let me kick it to Joe to get a last comment in here or not a last comment, a comment about that discussion. Then I'll hand it back over to you, Joe, to, to finish us off.
0: Yeah, Mark, thanks so much for joining us today, man. I really appreciate our conversations. Todd, thanks so much for jumping in as well. I just had a quick question for you, if you could do it in like 30 seconds. I know that's tough, but what about what you're seeing with the sheriffs and stuff working together in Texas? Because I've kind of seen some great reports about all of them coming together. Uh,
4: well, yeah, the sheriffs, the sheriffs, I mean, they're they're declaring emergencies down there. Uh, the Del Rio Sheriff's Department, for example, I was down there. I, I rode with them. Uh, they are spending 75 percent of their time on this problem. Uh, of the illegals because the illegals are coming through and creating a lot of havoc. They're stealing stuff. They're breaking into property. They're, they're just creating a lot of havoc and border patrol is overwhelmed. So the, that, that sheriff's department, for example, uh, Joe Frank Martinez, Sheriff Joe Frank Martinez, most of their time is on the illegal immigration crisis now. And that's the same in Arizona. And you can, even these are Democrats. These are, you know, blue uh, sheriffs that do not want to see this mass immigration happening. That's a quick short. Thank
0: you. Perfect for you said exactly what I was hoping you would. If you guys get a chance, go check out Todd Benzman.com. That's T O D D B E N S M A N.com. That's got all of his stuff on there. It's great. Uh, and then for Mark, uh, you can go to Pukita. That's P U K I T A for Senate twenty twenty two com that's both their websites guys thank you guys both for joining us today i really appreciate it
1: yeah definitely mark uh, any last thoughts so what, what do you got upcoming uh, you have more events upcoming in the next uh, weeks or two uh, and then we'll, we'll probably have you back in another couple weeks as well
2: yeah i've got a ton of events coming up tomorrow night i'm in uh, uh north royalton uh Saturday, Medina, next Saturday, Strongsville. I mean, it's it's just, there. there is a huge um, wave of interest in citizen candidates. That's all I'll say.
1: I love it. Awesome. I look forward to having you back. Todd, any last thoughts before I let you go, my friend?
4: No, uh, just uh, I, I forgot to mention my book, which is interesting in the context of what we're talking about which is called America's Covert Border War. And it's about the uh, issue of of jihadists uh, crossing the southern border along with everyone else. Uh, There is a national security component to this. Uh, Just a few weeks ago, we had uh, two Yemenis cross the California border, and both of them were already on the FBI's terrorism watch list. One of of those two was also on the no-fly list before they ever got to the border. Uh, and there are many more just like them that are described in the book. And I don't think uh, people should uh, forget that there is this other national security component about the Southern border as well in America's it's, border war. So I'll just it's plug not, my-
2: It's not just white supremacy
0: no <laughs> no, it's not check out america's
1: covert border war written by todd benson you can find that pretty much anywhere just give that a look also check out the great work he's been doing as you guys know we, we highlight his work all the time here on the channel and you guys do a great job of getting those articles out to the public so thank you for all you do as activists out there as well that help support uh both mark and todd the great work they do with that i want to say much love and god bless you all we will see you guys all tomorrow we'll be back here with uh i'd lost my schedule Christopher Wright Christopher Wright Wright from RSBN will be joining us tomorrow I'm really looking forward to that you guys have a great evening and thank you gentlemen for your time today God bless you both have a great evening
0: much love treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation relish
2: the opportunity to be an outsider embrace that label Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the
3: outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.